Welcome back to the Fun Size Podcast. Today, I am joined by the very ambitious founder of an online petite clothing store called Pretty and Petite. If you've been a longtime listener, you'd know that Sarah has actually been on this podcast before in the very early days in episode number six. And I actually went back and listened to that episode prior to this recording. And while it was totally good for where we were both at in our online businesses, all I kept thinking was... Oh my God, we were such babies and we could totally do this so much better now that we both have a lot more experience under our belts. And now I own several items from her store so we can actually talk a little bit more about the specifics. And basically we are about to glow the hell up in this episode. So without any further ado, welcome back to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited um, to be back on the pod. It's so funny. As I was getting ready for today's episode, I was listening to the first one that we recorded and I was just like cringing, like just one, because I hate like hearing myself like talk on video or audio, like I'm not used to it yet. And then two, because I was just like, oh my gosh, like, like you said, we're babies. I was like so young. I felt like looking back, I'm like, I didn't know what I was doing then. I mean, I still feel like I don't, but I have more experience now. So we're getting somewhere, but it's, it's just so cool to me to see like how much we've both grown, you know, so like since and how like much we've like developed and our friendship since. And I'm just really excited to talk more about everything today. Yeah, me too. It's been so fun to watch you grow and grow together and, and just do all the things and just like, the petite community is so big, you know, like when I first started my account, I was like, I don't even know if this is going to be a thing. Like, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I'm just blown away by how big it really is. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think like when I first started, I was like, Oh, you know, like a hundred followers. I was like, Oh wow. Like, this is so cool. And then as like you, as I started to like meet other people like you and just like seeing like all the other petite women out there that just are also not like you have your everyday, you know, petite women, but also like, I was so interested and just blown away about how like you have, you know, like your fitness, your coaching, your fun size life. Right. And then you have like other petite brands out there and it's just like, it's so cool to me. Um, just like seeing how big the community is and how much I think we've all like supported one another. Um, and just like growing and collaborating together. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. So tell us a little bit more about you, the woman behind the brand. Sure. Yeah. So I think last time you asked me this and I was so nervous that I just like jumped right into it and I just like started talking about pretty and petite. So here's take two. Uh, yeah. So my name is Sarah and I'm 411 on a good day. Um, so I was actually born in Mexico city and then I moved to Connecticut when I was about five. And my family moved to a really small town and I lived there until I went away to college. Um, I went to the uh, University of Connecticut and I studied finance. So it's totally unrelated to petite fashion, but it's definitely helped me um, grow my business. And, you know, just like having that like source of like, okay, how am I actually going to do the behind the scenes stuff? So after college, um, I got a job in my field in New York and I think I've always had an itch to just live in the city. And that's probably just because I'm originally from a city. Um, and then, so I was in New York for about, um, it would be four years technically, but I moved back home for a year. So it doesn't really count. Um, yeah. And that's, it. that's really much it. Um, trying to think if I have 
honestly, right now I don't have many hobbies. Like I think with Pretty and Petite, it's just taken up most of my time. I still have my full-time job. So I've been juggling that and I'm also starting law school in the fall. So, oh, wow. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I feel the same way. Sometimes when people are like, what do you like to do? I'm like, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I don't have time to do anything. Right. It's like, and then, I mean, Pretty and Petite, it's just like, I feel like that's, you know, a hobby in itself as well. Like getting to know people and making the connections and all that good stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I totally resonate with what you say about like going to school for something and it's unrelated, but it's so helpful for what you actually do. And it like, that's the beauty of running a business is like, you don't need to be the expert in all the fields. Like you just really need to kind of nail one or two and then you can outsource and it's exactly. Yep. Exactly. And also just like, you know, making the connections and I've learned so much just I've asked you so many things, you know, about just like the petite community in general. And I know I've reached out to other brands, other people like, um, and honestly, just like YouTubing everything. Like, I don't know how to do a website. I don't know how to do, you know, marketing, like all this stuff. And yeah, thankfully Google's like my best friend now. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause I feel like every petite fashion brand that I've talked to, like most everybody is like, no, I don't have a background in fashion. Like, I just don't know what I was doing there, but this was a problem that I needed to solve. And so I solved it. And it's, it's just so inspiring to keep hearing those stories and just knowing like, okay, we don't need to have a degree in this field to actually make a difference in the world. So exactly, yeah, because you firsthand experience like those struggles, you know, you know, like just being petite, what you really want, what you're looking for. And it's not, it's not just like, someone that's like 5A coming in and saying like, oh, there's this niche. I'm going to like, you know, market it and everything. It's just like you yourself know what you want and just take it from there. Yeah. So speaking of those firsthand experiences, what was your childhood like as a petite woman or girl, I should say? (laughs) (laughs) So for as long as I can remember, I was always the smallest one. Um, like, you know, in kindergarten and middle school, all of that in high school, always the shortest one, always like the front of the line, front of every picture. Um, And like I did cheerleading when I was younger. I was like a flyer, just always thrown right there and, you know, um, in the middle of everything in the front. Um, But I definitely stuck out a lot and I was definitely made fun of it. But I think I just got so used to it that it didn't really like bother me anymore. It became more of just like, oh, here we go again. Like I'm hearing the same thing. Like it was just like, come on, be a little bit more creative at least. And then I I just developed like snarky remarks in return. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm just gonna. Were you like actually bullied or was it more like just side comments? Like, hey, shrimp, like kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was more of just, yeah, like. I think like, oh, like you're, you know, I think that chair is taller than yeah. you or whatever. It was like things that you hear like so much that. Oh, you're the perfect height for an armrest. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Or the common like, wow, you're so short. Like, yes, I think I got that already. But yeah, so it's just like, thankfully it was never really, um, you know, like made me feel like I was being bullied. It was just kind of like more of like fun and like not fun. I think fun for the person. For me, it was just more of like uh, annoying, like the annoyance of it, you know? Yeah. I think it's so interesting too, how like be, I think because being short is also associated with being cute, that it doesn't 
seem like an offense, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you just replace that word short with something like, Oh, you're overweight, you're fat, you're black, you're Jewish. Like if you just replace any of those words, like it becomes super offensive, but just because short is associated with cute, it just, it gets so overlooked, unfortunately. So no, exactly. And um, that's actually also like, I think when I was younger, I didn't really mind, right? Like when people would just like make fun of it or make light of it, whatever it was. But I think it really started to bother me more once I started to get older and once I like went away to college. And that's when I started feeling really unhappy and insecure about my height. And it wasn't because people were like pointing it out as they were when I was younger. It was more so like, for example, I would that was around the age when, you know, you would start to go to college parties or to the bars. So I would like get dressed up. I would, you know, put on like a really nice top, like um, skirt dress and like my heels. And I would like do my makeup and put like a red lipstick on to feel like powerful and sexy. And then the minute I would step outside, someone would be like, oh, you look so cute. And yes, it's nice to be cute. Like it's, it's not a bad thing to be cute, but it was more so the way people said it, that it was like, it made me feel like I'm a little girl playing dress up with my mom's clothes. Such a good analogy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like I just wanted to feel like powerful. I wanted to feel sexy and I wanted to, you know, like feel like my age. Right. But people always made it kind of like they, I just began to feel like people were um, making childlike associations with my height. And that's when it really started to bother me. Um, and more so, yeah. And then I think after that, it's actually when it got worse because that was during college. And then I graduated and I went into finance in New York city and it's a really, it's a male dominated industry. So I always felt like I just wasn't taken seriously because of my height. And I constantly felt like I was overlooked, like literally. Um, and I always felt like the need to make myself like look older. So I would, you know, make sure that I would dress up and like a suit and like just those like boring, like colors that, you know, the black slacks and all this. And it, it was just like exhausting because I was like, why do I need to make myself like look older, make myself, um, yeah, like look older in order to be taken seriously. Like I, you know, I acknowledge that I have a baby face and I love that, you know, I'm going to love that when I'm 40 and everyone thinks I'm like 30, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I think it's because people really associate your height with just like maybe being immature. So, you know, being young and you just don't get taken seriously. And I just, that's when it really, really started to bother me more. I love that you use the word exhausting because it really truly is. Like I had a very similar experience where after college, I went into teaching and I wanted to teach like middle school and high school, but at 21, 22, I still looked like I could be a high schooler. Plus I was short. So like I, the first year I was actually subbing. And so subbing was worse because nobody in the facility, like nobody in the schools really knew who I was. So I would come into sub and just like faculty would assume that I'm a child. So like I'd have a period off and I'd go to the bathroom or something and I'd get stopped in the hallway. Like, where's your hall pass? I'm like, uh, here's my sub pass. Like really? And, and yeah. And like trying to find clothes 
to wear to a teaching job was, was ridiculous. Like I would have to go shop in like Macy's petite section, which is all like so old. Like it just, it's outdated. It's not good styles. And so I like find myself going there so that things would fit me and I didn't look like I was drowning in them, but then they also just didn't make me feel powerful. And so going into a school and trying to be the authority, but not feeling powerful just makes you sink back a little bit further. I agree. I'm very big on that. Like look good, feel good mindset. So it's like if you're wearing, you know, those like boring black slacks or those khaki pants and that flower top, it's that's dragging on the floor because you couldn't go get it hemmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like the only pants that I had is they were like, that actually fed me were because my mom like cut off like 10 inches uh-huh. and had them for me. And it's like, ah, uh, but no, like it's just, it was exhausting. You know, you make yourself, it, you have to work like so much more harder, I think. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you want to be taken seriously. It's like really big on like your appearance, but it's for what, you know, it's not on us. Um, it's those people that I think view us like, we're young just because of our height they like associate you know like those like childlike trends and everything with like because you're short mm-hmm. yeah so that by like shopping in the kids section then you only like strengthen that misconception that you're not a child you know what I mean so yeah what were some of those specific struggles that you experienced when shopping for clothes prior to you finding the petite community and prior to making your own brand? It was definitely the biggest struggle was finding pieces, like trendy pieces that fit. Um, Like we said, it was easy to go to, you know, Macy's or Marshall's maybe, and just find something like, you know, I could find, I could easily find like skinny jeans that were just like plain blue hadn't, you know, they weren't, they didn't have like rips on them or anything. It was just really boring clothes, I think. Um, or I would have to go into the kids section and a lot of them are just like childish looking. They had like little butterflies or like glitter at the bottom. And I was like, really? Um, so I think that was definitely my biggest struggle. And I remember just like seeing, you know, like all my friends, when we would go to the mall, they would always like, um, find something. Right. And then I would always come home like empty handed. And I'm like, I couldn't find like anything that fit that I loved. Um, I remember like what was trending at the time were like the Victoria's secret, like yoga pants with the ones that had like the cheetah print waistband or like the bedazzled waistband. And I loved them so much. And I wanted a pair so bad, but every time I would try them on, they were just so long on me. And it definitely just like, it makes you feel bad about yourself. Cause it's like, what is wrong with me? But it's not you, right. It was just mm-hmm. the fashion industry at that time. Cause there was like very limited petite brands. And if they, if there were any, they were just like frumpy looking, older looking. And I feel like tailored to like older women, not really like trendy. And I didn't feel like they fit right. Like, right. like you said, I feel like they were tailored to older women. So they were a little bit loose. Like they didn't, yeah. they wouldn't exactly. hug your curves the right, right way. Yeah, no, exactly. And it just like, it made me feel like ill either. Like I'm stuck between shopping at the kids section and looking like childish or just like looking like I'm trying to be someone's grandma, you know? Yes. And it's like, yes. 
I don't know. It was, it was, it was really bad. It made me like, not like shopping at all. And I remember also like at the time what was trending were like the Abercrombie and like the Hollister, like, um, sweatpants, like the joggers. And they were supposed to like hit at your ankles, but for me, they were full length and like where the knee hits would be like on my shin. And it just didn't look right. Like it just looked like MC hammer pants. Like, yeah, exactly. And it just like, it made me look, I don't know, just, it wasn't like wasn't me, right. you know? Yeah. It wasn't right. And I don't know. So I, I just remember I would just come home all the time and just like be so upset with myself and like, think I really began to think there was something wrong with me. And also because, you know, when you're a teenager, you're easily influenced. Um, and so like at the time, you know, the beauty standards were like tall and thin. And I remember I never saw like short models. I remember every model, like even the mannequins at the store were like six foot something rail thin. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, I'm like, is, you know, what is wrong with me? Like, I just kept thinking that. And I was just, I remember becoming like so depressed and insecure about my height and my body to the point that I would like look ways, like how to like look taller. You know, I would read all those articles like, oh, um, you know, I would start wearing like heels, like in high school, just like when I was going to school, like I didn't need to wear heels, you know, but I just like, I was at the time just because I wanted to like make my, you know, myself look taller. And I remember also reading articles that said like, oh, if you want to look taller, um, you need to be like skinnier and more lean. And that actually developed, that was so toxic for me. It developed like an eating disorder. And I struggled with that. Like I really just struggled to love my body for the longest time. Um, and I really think that if I had seen, you know, more women that looked like me or, and there were, you know, there were also like, like nowadays I, a lot of the celebrities or like influencers that I admire, I realized only like two years ago that they're actually like short, like Shakira, you have like, you know, like Kim Kardashian or like all these like amazing women, Ariana Grande, like they're all like short and like Lady Gaga, you know, she's like five foot. And I'm like, why was, why isn't this highlighted though? You know? And it's, I think it was just because like the beauty standard that was created was just like that tall, lean model, like figure. And it, it was, it was really just like depressing, I think, um, for a lot of young women. And I think, and I'm happy that there's more representation now in like, you know, all different sizes. Like now we have like plus size models, right. And petite models and everything. But I think that there's still a long way to go. Definitely a long way to go. I just want to say thank you for sharing that story. And I think it's so relatable that like we do kind of, and I, I know that's how I fell into fitness and nutrition is having that huge insecurity of being short and knowing like, oh, if I was just a little leaner, then I would look taller or have that illusion that I could be taller kind of thing. To me, I didn't realize that was what was triggering those behaviors like at the time until later on when I looked back and I was like, oh shit, like the whole reason I did that was because I was so insecure about my height. Yeah. So exactly. Really interesting stuff there. Um, I also wanted to say something and I just lost it. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, something about, oh, the industry, uh, fashion industry and stuff like that. I think when we were growing up, 
because we're about the same age. I think that without social media, like I'm glad that we didn't grow up with social media. I feel mm-hmm. like I would have like, 10 times yeah. more problems now, but if we had, I feel like it would be a little bit different. We would see people of all sizes and all heights. Um, but I think that because we only saw them in magazines and on TV, all of those things just kind of took away the realness of it. And so we couldn't see height and we couldn't see that, but like, um, I think that social media does a good job of being inclusive for the most part. And you do see a lot more Mm -hmm. plus size and petite models and things like that. And it's not so much skinny and tall anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I, I'm like grateful in a lot of ways, like for social media now. Right. Um, and I think recently, like it's become more transparent and I really like that. Um, because yeah, like growing up, like I remember just like always getting those, like the teen, whatever magazines, like teen pop and all that. Yeah. And I just remember always like seeing, like, I remember I loved Lizzie McGuire and I was a huge, like Hillary Duff fan. And up until recently, like, I didn't know she was petite, you know? And it's like, I think like in the magazines, um, they would always try to get like different angles. Like if they were like looking back, you know, they were trying to get like different angles, making them look taller. And like, I was like, why, like, why not like celebrate it? Right. But it was these like toxic, um, misrepresentation that the fashion industry created. So how are you making a difference in the fashion industry? Like how was Pretty and Petite born and what is your brand's mission? So it was actually born three years ago now. Um, start on August 20th, I will be celebrating our three-year anniversary, which is so crazy to think about. So when I started working um, at 16, I started having like my own money and I would go shopping like more frequent and more often. But then, you know, I slowly started to hate it just because of like those experiences that I've mentioned before. Um, but I remember when I graduated college and I was going into the office, into a corporate environment, I was like, okay, I need to try to like look for clothes that are going to fit. And, you know, I was moving into New York city at the time and just like everywhere you go, there's like like so much fashion inspiration everywhere, like on the streets. Um, and I really like love that. I loved like seeing how like all these like bold styles, like people like mixing and matching, like not just colors, but just like patterns and prints. And I had never like seen that before because like I said, I'm like from a really small town. So it's like, um, I felt like I never really got the chance or maybe had like um, the inspiration to, you know, be more open and express myself more with fashion but I think that also came as like my fashion was like limited um I was like bound by the clothes that fit you know not the clothes that I loved mm-hmm. and that like really it made me like just like have to conform my identity and so when I was going shopping and everything I was like do I am I gonna have to shop the kids section for the rest of my life am I always gonna have to wear like these am I always gonna have to have my mom have my pants like this is really frustrating I can't like be you know like in my early 20s doing this because like what's gonna happen when I'm 30 when I'm 40 you know like am I gonna be doing this Mm -hmm. um so that's when I was like okay I wish something that was more trendy and fashionable for petite women existed because at that time a lot there were a lot of petite brands but I felt like none of them spoke to me and the fashion that I wanted to see on those so I was like okay if I don't see it then I have to just do it because you know it's either like 
it's either shopping at the kids section for the rest of my life and wearing these like frumpy looking clothes, or it's starting something new. And it was really, really scary at the time thinking about it. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this or what I'm going to do. But I really just started with like a blog at the time. And then slowly that, um, that like motivated me, I think even more to finally pushing myself and starting like pretty and petite. Um, but throughout this whole like experience, my mission has always just been to, um, celebrate short women. And like, I've learned recently, I'm not recently, but I've learned throughout my three years that being short is just so normal. And like, I think we need more options as petite women. And that's something that I want to give other women as well. Yeah. I love that you say it's so normal because that is something that I learned through my business as well is, you know, you hear those statistics about 50% of the population is petite, but like, I look around and I'm like, no, they aren't. Like, I'm not seeing other petite women. What are you talking about? Like, I go to the grocery store or wherever else I'm going. And like, I don't see anyone else as short as I am. Like, it never really happens. And so establishing this business and like meeting more petite women like you and it's just like, oh my God, they're out there. Like, I do have my people. Like, they they are here. And so- it's just it's one of those things where I've now come around and been like oh yeah like being short is a normal thing being short is an acceptable thing so it's just it's really cool how that has opened and changed the mindset yeah no exactly it's really just um and thank god for social media nowadays because that's what really like you know normal like normalize this idea for me because like you said before I was always like the shortest. So I didn't really have like, you know, anyone to share those struggles with, but like Mm -hmm. building this community is like, wow, like other people, like, like you, we have similar stories, you know? And it's like, that's really cool to see. And I think, um, it makes you feel so much better about yourself. And it's like motivating because it's like, I want other like young women, especially to grow up knowing that like, it's normal to be short. It's normal to be under and there's options. Yeah. There's options, you know, like you don't have to um, shop the kids section for the rest of your life. You can express yourself through whatever fashion you want. You can like put things together, style things. Like you can be a petite model. You can be like whatever petite, like woman you want to be, you can do it. You know, you can dress how you feel. Yeah. I'm just curious knowing that like you were kind of unaware of how big the petite community was. And then you decided that you were going to start this brand. Like, where did you get that confidence from? Like, did you have someone you were bouncing ideas off of, or like, was it just kind of like, I'm going to do this and we're going to see if it sinks or swims. Yeah. Honestly, I've had, I'm very fortunate that I've had a very strong support system. I'm definitely like an overthinker. And so I had been sitting on like pretty and petite for a while like since I was in college like that's when I really like kind of like had this idea of like I wish something like this existed and then it was like my boyfriend at the time that was like well he saw my boyfriend but um at that time he was like why don't you just do it like he was like you he was like you sit down right now and you create this account and because like he had been hearing me like complain for so long and so he had just kind of like pushed me to do it and then I'm like but you know like I don't know anything and he's like you're going to network, you're going to meet people. And I'm like, I'm shy. Like, I can't, you know, like, I'm scared to even call the doctor and make my own doctor appointment. Like, you know, I can't, I can't do that. You know, like, 
he's like, no, like you need to. And like, so he actually works in sales and he's, um, he's someone that I bounce off like ideas with like, okay. Um, you know, like how, how do I like approach this? So it's not like, I'm not too salesy with the person, right? Like, how do I do like, how can I like market this better? And, um, and just like more so pushing me to step out of my comfort zone, which, so I'm very thankful for that. And then also just like my parents, like my family, they've been very supportive. Like my mom helps me like now. And she's, she's someone that like, I really, really trust. Cause like, it's so hard for me to outsource things because I want to do everything. You know, I care about this so much. Like it's, it's my baby, you know, like it's turning three. Like I've done, I put so much time, like money, just like everything into it. And I like have big dreams for it. And I'm just like, so scared to put it into someone else's hands. But, um, you know, I've learned, I need to like, if I want to grow, I need to like trust others. And, um, but my mom, she's been great with like helping me like package. Like she puts like so much like effort into like every order. And like, um, I'm really big on like making sure that every, like every pretty and petite feels appreciated and feels like, like, like acknowledged when they receive their package. Like it's an experience for them. You know, I can attest to that. Cause every time I get a package from you, I'm just like, this is so cute. I love it. Like, I just feel so happy. (laughs) That is like, I love that. Like that's music to my ears because like, I'm so happy when people like are like, it brightens their day. Right. When they get a package, um, because I know what it's like, right. You place the order, like you want it, you want it's something that you look forward to. You're spending your hard-earned money into it. So I want to make sure that everyone like has that experience. Um, so, yeah, so I'm very just fortunate, I think, to have like a really good like support system helping me and always, um, even if uh, they don't know it, like they've led me to like other people, you know, like, or my dad's like, my dad's an accountant. So he's also giving me like tips and like, he's actually really funny. Like if we'll go to like um, a restaurant or something and like, he'll just be like, oh, shop pretty and petite, like shop pretty, like, we'll just like, he'll walk by and like, if there's a crowd of people, he'll say that. And I think that's just like, it's so funny to me. Um, But it's like, it's so meaningful to me too, you know? Um, And then I've had a lot of like my friends and just like other, other people that I met through Instagram um, model for me. And um, so it's, it's definitely a community, you know, it's, it's not just one person. It really takes a village. It takes a community and it takes people supporting one another. And like, I'm thankful for people like you, you know, you've pushed me so much too. And just seeing how far you've come and like, um, all like the support that you've given me, it's, I am beyond grateful for everything. You're giving me the chills right now. <laughs> I feel like you and I are so similar in so many ways. Like I also, my boyfriend is also in marketing. And so I always bounce ideas off of him. And I'm always kind of like, well, I don't know if I could do this. Like, he's just like, you've done all of this so far. You can do the next step. Just do the next step. And it's, it's just okay. so, it's so nice to have that support and to have that yeah. kind of just someone to bounce ideas off of. So I think it's super important. Yeah. No, it's, it's the little things, you know, it totally is. Totally is. Just curious. How tall is he? He's five, nine. Um, yeah, five, nine. Okay. He's taller. <laughs> Either five, nine or five, 11. We like go back and forth. That's cause I always like try to like, I'm like, Oh, like, you know, you're short, blah, blah, blah. Like if he can't get something down and all this, I'm like, I think it's, he's five eleven, but I think I've just like said, like he's five, nine just to like mess with him now. 
yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine's six one. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's yeah. like a foot and one inch difference. Yes. 13 inches. <laughs> We're actually 13. Well, it's 13 and a half years apart, but I just like to round it down and say we're 13 inches and 13 years apart. Um, so yeah, I love that. Anyway, so you came on the podcast in 2020. It was like early 2020. I don't even know if COVID had even taken way yet. I think it was like a month before. Was it? Okay. So you had your online store for about six months prior to that recording. Now you're coming up on three years. So what has changed in that time frame? Wow. I know it's so crazy. Like I, like I was just thinking about this, how when we recorded that podcast, I was in my closet at that time. Like I was like sharing an apartment with like two other girls and that was before COVID hit. Just to be clear, I told her to go in the closet because I was also <laughs> in my closet because I had heard that that's like the best place yes. to record because you don't get the echo off the walls. So I was like, hey, by the way, if you go in your closet, I'll be in mine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, it's so funny. We are both out of the closet now. <laughs> yeah. And I had like really bad connection. Like I was like listening to the episode and like some of my words were cutting off and I'm like, wow, how did I not like think about that? But yeah. Um, no, it's so crazy to just think about. So when we recorded that podcast, I was just like six months in and I only had 20 sales to that day. And it's so crazy just now seeing how much like my business has grown since. Can I just say that I love that you shared that number too, because it can be really intimidating when you start something like this and you're just like, oh, like, yeah. I'm going to try to get like 50 sales in the next three months. And you, you just, you don't know what's realistic. So I, I just want to say thank you for sharing those numbers. No, I mean, totally. Like, I remember it was like, I would get like one sale a month and I was so happy. Like to this day, I still do a happy dance, but it was like, oh my gosh, like I got a sale this <laughs> month, you know, it was like, some, like the little things really yeah. to celebrate. Um, but yeah, when I started, so out of those 20 sales though, two were from my boyfriend he was like, once I launched my store, he was like the first one to buy something. And like, he bought something, like had me like ship it to him because like, he wanted to make sure like, you know, the shipping thing was working. Oh yeah. That's smart. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, and he's like, Oh, I'm going to keep buying like every time you launch a new item, but like, obviously he can't do that now. Cause otherwise like there's too many items and he would just have the whole <laughs> warehouse. So oh, come on. He can still do it. No, just kidding. <laughs> So out of those, yeah. So two were from him and the rest were just like friends and family. Um, I definitely, I had like three girls that to this day, they've been like really loyal supporters and I will forever be grateful for them. Um, but yeah, so it, but that was my first mistake early on was actually that I launched my store with just one product at the time. I launched them with the like petite fringe jeans. And those were the jeans that I designed. I had worked with like a manufacturer in China. Um, and I had probably gone back and forth on like 20 samples. And it was like so much work at the time. Like I remember I had been working at that for like almost a year on just one pair of jeans. And it, cause it's time consuming, you know, like you have to, it's not only like the language barrier, but it's also like the time, right? Like the time difference, um, complete opposite, like sides of the world and all this. And then on top of that, like mailing things back and forth, it would take like up to weeks. Right. And then I would just like, 
I felt like every time I would try something on, it was like, there was something wrong with it. And just like, uh, it was exhausting. Um, and I spent a lot of like money. I spent like thousands of dollars on like hundreds of pairs of those jeans. And looking back, I'm like, wow, like that was such a big mistake because like I wanted options growing up, like other petite women want options. They don't want to just buy one pair of jeans, right? Like everyone has different styles. Some people want mom jeans. Some people want crop jeans. Some people want flare jeans. Some people want it all. Right. Exactly. And I, I wish I had done that more, like a diversified my money into different and like different styles and more inventory rather than just like on one product. Because at the time I, I was also like, Oh, I'm going to sell out. Like this is, you know, once I like um, make back the money then I'm going to invest into other products and this and that, but my following at the time, it was still like small. Right. And no one like knew who pretty and petite was like for all they knew, like it could have been a scam. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm grateful for like those three people that just like trusted me that weren't related to me or, you know, had any ties to me. Um, but yeah, like it was just, it was a lot of like, I had really big expectations and I didn't start small. And that's something that I would recommend anyone to do is whatever you do, start like small and take it from there. Um, but yeah, I had spent like so much on those. And so I was like slowly trying to recover from like all that money that I had lost there. And, and also, um, at that time I, all, I was working and going into the office and my commute into the office was like 45 minutes each way. So like, I would come home so exhausted that I never had like a lot of time to like spend on pretty and petite. Like it would just be like on the weekends And so since I didn't have like the time and like that much product, like my business was really like just stagnant. Like it wasn't, it wasn't growing. And I was like, oh, like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, what do I do? Where do I go from here? And then I was like, okay, like I need to just, I'm going to have to like invest more into this. Like maybe the, like the first product didn't go well, but you know what? I can make this better. I can like do more research on like all this and try to find different styles and all this. So I had shopped around again for a different manufacturer because I wasn't like content with like the last one that I had. So then I was actually in the process of like designing a few different pieces. Like one was like a dress and then there were two pants and my OG followers will know which pants I'm talking about. They're these like pink and white striped pants. And I was so excited. I had finally like gotten the right measurements, like after like months of going back and forth, like it felt like everything was like finalized and I was ready to hit that button. Um, okay. Like I'm spending thousands of dollars this time, but it's going to be like on different pieces, like different styles. It's going to be great. Like I trust the manufacturer and then COVID hit and my manufacturer in China, the manufacturing company, they closed down and I was like, crap, like I'm back to square one. Like, what do I do now? Did you get those clothes that you designed? No. So I never put like, thank God I never pushed the button. I mean, I think I would have got my money back, but, um, like literally the next day was like when like this, you know, the variant was going around like, Oh, everyone's like, what's going to happen. And I was like, maybe I should wait. And then I waited a couple of days and then I got an email saying like, Oh, you know, we have to close down for like a few weeks. And then a few weeks turned into like months and actually they never sadly reopened again. Um, yeah, but you know, it was just like, it was, a blessing and a curse because 
COVID happened. So I was like, okay, now I'm, I can't do like manufacturing in China. Like I had to, at the time I was using Alibaba to try to find manufacturers in China. And I didn't really know any other way. And with COVID, like everything was like closing down, like all these factories everywhere. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then since my office closed and we were all working from home, I moved back in with my parents. And then I had all the time in the world because I was like, I'm not doing this commute anymore. Like, you know, I was like living at home, like we weren't able to go out, like all of this. So I was like, what do I do now? So then thankfully that um, I had more time now on my hands to be like, okay, if I'm going to do something with pretty and petite, I need to do it now. Like now's the time that, you know, like I'm not doing anything. So I might as well like do something with this. So then I began looking at into other options and everything. I was like, okay, I can't find a manufacturer right now. So maybe like, let me try wholesale. And that actually really, really helped my business because one, it was more affordable. Um, and two, you save so much time, like no more going back and forth, you know? Um, and also like you save a lot of money because like doing those samples, it would be like almost like 80 to hundred dollars for one sample, you know, um, with like the shipping and everything and all the man, all the wholesalers that I found were in the U S. So that was actually great for my business as well, because shipping time took less. And at the time, like we weren't really getting like, um, you know, shipments from like China or elsewhere. So, so I was like, okay, this is, this is great. I can kind of work with this. And yeah, then I started wholesale and, um, it actually went well for me and allowed me to like add more pieces and, um, have new arrivals, like like faster and people were also online shopping more, which definitely helped. So then um, after that, that's when I moved back into the city and I finally started to like realize like what was doing well for me, like what was working. And I was, you know, I think by then I had like a year and a half in. So I was like, I started to also get to know my like followers, my customers more. I was like, you know, I was talking to them and like, I love when people like DM me and just tell me like what they want, because it definitely helps. You know, it's like so easy to just be like, oh, I want jeans, but it's like, what kind of jeans? What do you like? Do you like prints? Do you like salt? So I was definitely like making more relationships. And um, so it helped to get a sense of like where I was going and not just like putting like blindsided, like items out there that I wanted, like, no, like now I get an input, right. Of what other people want. And so, um, that definitely helped. And then, yeah, one of um, the items that I had that summer was actually the flare yoga pants. And when I got them, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is going to be like what pretty and petite is known for. Like, these are the best pants. They're so flattering. They make your butt look great. Like they're so comfortable, buttery soft. They are so soft. Like the material (laughs) is just amazing (laughs) right exactly I love them so much like you know I was like wearing them everywhere I was like so excited like I was like putting them on Instagram like on my stories like behind the scenes like this is what coming and um a lot of people were like oh my gosh like you know like I love this like I always wanted flare pants growing up but I could never find them right but these were like the perfect like length and so I was so excited that before I even launched them I like bought dozens more and then I launched them and crickets. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is going on? You know? And then, um, it was just like, I did get like a few orders and I remember just like marketing them so much on Instagram and like a little bit on, on Facebook. 
And then, um, you know, I would receive like a few orders, like from word of mouth. And I actually got like a lot of, you know, my sales of like from word of mouth, like once like people like tell their friends and everything that definitely helps a small business. Um, but yeah, they didn't sell out until like months later. And so then, um, I was like, okay, like maybe, you know, maybe people just don't like the flare yoga pants trend. I don't know. So then I added more inventory in the fall and, um, I started to see like an increase in my business, but with social media, it's so easy to compare yourself. And like, as a business, like I was comparing myself to like brands that had been around for like years. And I was like, how are they selling out? And I'm not like, you know, I'm almost like two years in, like, maybe this isn't for me, you know, like I'm doing well, I'm definitely doing better than like, you know, the first year that I had where I probably only ended the year with like, maybe like 40 sales. And so I was like, how, you know, like, is, am I going to be able to do this? Like, is this sustainable? Mm -hmm. And, um, this was actually like, I was actually like contemplating ending pretty and petite at the time. Where was this about? Like, was this like end of 2020 end of 2021 what? 21 yeah so it was like last fall and I was like like I was happy with where it was but I felt like I was I think I was honestly being really really hard on myself too and um now at that time I was also like applying for law school so I'm like you know what's gonna happen like I can't do law school my full-time job and PMP you know I it, it would be too much and law school's always been my dream. So I was like, that's not something I can just like, and I've spent so much time working at it that I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, I told myself, I was like, maybe like it's time to leave. And, um, but there were other times throughout that, throughout those years that I had been like contemplating, like ending pretty and petite. And my boyfriend always told me like the bamboo tree story. And it's basically where like the bamboo tree requires like water, like nurturing and soil and like sunlight every day. But for those first five years, you see no growth. And then it's in the fifth year when the, like, um, when it experiences growth and shoots up in like six weeks. And like, it's so relatable to our experiences because it reminds us of like the growth can be so slow to show progress. And it requires like, you know, patience, consistency, but it is so rewarding at the end. And every single time I would tell him like, I'm just going to end it. He would be like, no, no. Like he was like, he was like, watch this story. And I'm like, you've sent me this YouTube video so many times. Like, I don't want to keep watching it. And then I would just like watch it. And it's like, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just hold off for a little bit more, you know, see where things go. And, um, it was around like the year end. So like, I always like, I'm so cheesy. I love to like reflect on, you know, the new year and everything. And, but like, you know, I do it like with myself, but also with, um, pretty and petite and where it was. And I was like, okay, like, I was reflecting. I did better than my first year. Um, I was doing well, but I was like, "Mm, what am I measuring myself against? Like, I didn't really do that. I didn't really create like a plan in terms of like, I'm going to hit this goal. I'm going to like have this many sales. Like I didn't do that. And that's something that I was like, okay, if I'm really going to be serious about it, I need to make a plan. So I actually told myself, I was like, I'm going to do six more months of this. And then I'm going to see where I'm at in June. And then, you know, if I still like feel like it's not where I want it to be, like I need to actually like make a goal. And if I don't hit it, then maybe like I can say like I tried it and that's it. Um, So I created Mm -hmm. like I did research. I created a vision board. And then 
I was like, okay, I have these goals, but how am I going to do it? So I'm like, I need to do something different. And at the time I was only using Instagram and Facebook and Instagram reels had came out and I, I was using TikTok a little bit, but mainly it was just to watch, you know, like other things on there. And then I was like, you know what? Like I see all these businesses like on TikTok, like, let me just try this. Um, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I felt like I was like 60 years old on this app because I had no idea like how to do like the transitions and all that. Um, but then I was like, okay, like, what do I like to see on TikTok? Like I'll spend like hours just scrolling through, like, what, what am I like watching? What are my favorites? What do I hit like on? And I'm like, I like things that relate to me. Right. So that's when, then I was like, I'm going to create my story on TikTok. And I created a bunch of TikToks and just like my story in different ways and my struggles. Right. And just like making it, making it as authentic as I could be. Right. Which is something you are great at, by the way, like this whole podcast episode in itself, like you're just so vulnerable and just so open that I'm just like, (laughs) we need more people like you. (laughs) I just love it. So go on. (laughs) No, like, I mean that, and I love TikTok for that because I feel like it's so real and authentic. Like, whereas like on Instagram for a while, it was like, oh, you know, like having like a really curated like Instagram feed and it looks pretty and the colors match and this and that. But like on TikTok, it's like people just post like whatever they want. Yeah, and they like never go to your profile. It's just like, just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, like I kind of like this. So I think that really helped me. Um, And then, yeah, so one night I was like creating a TikTok and I was like, wow, like this is something I would love to just see. Like if I saw this on my feed, I would have been like, oh, let me check this girl out. So then um, it was like seven o'clock at night and I turned to my boyfriend. I'm like, I'm about to go viral. And then he's like, what? Okay. And then I just like hit like post and then, you know, watched the movie, fell asleep. And I always keep my phone on loud. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like 1 a.m. And you hear the ka-ching that like Shopify does. And then like, I always do a happy dance like every single time. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, oh, like, congrats. And we're like, it's, you know, we wake up, whatever. And then like, we fall back asleep a few minutes later. It's like, ka-ching. And then a few minutes later, ka-ching, ka-ching. And it's like, uh, he's like, what's going on? And then we like log in. It's like three in the morning. And I have like 380 something people on there on like on my page. And I see like some people are like checking out and every single time I see like, cause on Shopify, you can see, you know, like a map of the world and like if people are like in Ohio, whatever, and it's so cool, it just like lights up. And then you can see like people are like checking out or how many active carts. And like every single time I see like people checking out, I like close out. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to mess up. Oh, that's like, cool. I didn't know you could see all that. Yeah. It's so cool. Like I sometimes like, I just like love to just stare at it. Cause it's like, it's so interesting. Um, like you can't really see like, you know, like you can see like the cities and everything. And like, um, the best is like, if a lot of people are out, like when you have a viral TikTok or something, you'll see like the map light up and that's just like, so cool. That's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, on, I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, Holy moly. Like I'm about to sell out. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, so yeah, that's when like things, it was like early, like I think February, Uh, March when it was like the best months that I've had in my like three years. Um, And then recently I was like reflecting on my numbers. And then in May, I was just five months in and I had already doubled like my sales from last year. And I was like, like, it's, it was like crazy. I was like, it's so crazy how much like a viral TikTok will do. Like, you know, it's like, you have to enjoy the wave because the TikTok 
will die down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like every video, it just goes viral for a little bit, but I was just like creating more and more content. And then I now have 27 K followers on there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so crazy. And yeah, it was, it got to be like, so, so much for me that my mom, I actually hired my mom as like my first part-time employee. So really happy about that. And I'm hoping like I can hire her as a full-time employee soon. That's my goal. And yeah, like we've just, I've sold out of like all my best sellers and I've restocked them like dozens of times. Those flare yoga pants that I bought, like eventually they sold out and then I restocked, restocked, restocked. And those are like my number one pants right now. I I love everything. There's like so many things I want to touch on. Um, But while we're on that topic, I would love to talk more about like your bestsellers and a a few of those items. Um, But before we get into that, one quick question. So now that you, you understand that like going wholesale is the right way for you, are you ordering like small batches and like waiting for them to sell out before you order more? Like how does that process work and how do you know how much to order? Yeah. So I, before I was definitely just doing like small batches. Um, I would just like order once and I was like, okay, like if it like does well, then whatever. Um, then I'll like maybe restock, but lately, like it's, especially now I know what, like, I know what's working. I think when I first started, I was like trying different things. I'm like, Oh, let me try these like tops. Let me try these like coats. And then it would just sit there. And I was like, because I was like, I'm not like any other like boutique or store, whatever. I'm specifically for short women. So I need to focus on our struggles. Like, I think a lot of the times, like I kind of like veered off track and I'm finally like knowing what's working. And it's really just like, jeans pants so when I know like like the yoga pants um the flare jeans those do so well that now I just like buy dozens of packs of those and then um I'll wait like I try not to let it get to like out of stock but sometimes it does happen because it's like the shipping can be like delayed and everything like that um but and also it really depends like if I have like one like viral tiktok like then those jeans like sell out like from you know that TikTok um but yeah so I've definitely now um with like jeans and everything I buy like like multiple packs of items um but if it's like something that I'm trying new like maybe a dress or something like that I'm very like cautious especially Mm -hmm. like from my first experience so I'm just like I'm gonna buy small and then I'll see yeah yeah that's a smart way to go about it Okay. So we'll talk about some of your items. Like I'm thinking like top three, maybe five, if you want to throw that in there uh, of your best sellers. And it's funny because you say that you're like leaning more towards like the pants and stuff. And I just realized that every item I own from you is pants. So we shouldn't talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So top seller is those yoga pants. Yes. The yoga pants. Um, like you said, they're just so soft, buttery soft. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I love them. Like I wear them just to lounge around. Right. But then you can like throw heels on and a cute top and then you're ready to go out. So that's what I love about them. Like they're so versatile. Yeah. And especially cause like they're light too. So like you could easily make it like a winter outfit or a summer outfit at the same time. Yeah. You could put it with exactly. a crop top and it's totally like uh, for me going out on the strip, like that would be an easy outfit. And then like in the winter time, you pair it with a nice, like oversized sweater. 
Oh my God. It's like so heavenly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. It's just so versatile. And that's something that I'm also very big on is like making sure that my pieces, like you can style in different ways. Like it's not just something you're going to wear once, you know, and Mm -hmm. that, and because that's also the type of person, like I love clothes, but I love creating different pieces and like styles with them. And I want other people to have the ability to do that because if you're spending money on something, you don't want to just like have it sitting in your closet or just like donate it, you know, like you want to make sure that you wear it and like you're using it. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm very cautious of that, of like whatever I order, like making sure, like, can I style this in different ways? Um, but exactly with like the yogas, you can just style with like hoodie on and just like chunky sneakers, you know, and it looks so cute, like effortless, effortless, effortlessly like sporty, uh, chic, right. Yep. Or heels, whatever. And then, yeah, you can go out at night. So it's cool. Um, and then the next bestseller are the, petite flare, um, light wash jeans. So I'm actually wearing them right now. And they're just like, they're perfect because they're so flattering. Um, like they make your butt look so nice and they, they hug, like, you know, they hug you in all the right places. And then, but what I love about them is just like the quality of these is so good. Like they're not like light, cheap denim. Like it's like, you know, it's thick, but it's also breathable. And, um, like I've worn mine so many times I've washed them, like probably once, even like twice a week for like months now. And they're still in great shape. And like, I even throw them in the dryer. I know like people say like, oh, you should never like throw your clothing in the dryer because like, you know, like that decreases like the life of them, but they're still in like brand new shape. So like, Mm -hmm. I love them for that. Um, but yeah, since these did so well, I actually got them in different colors and I have them in five colors. Um, and the next like bestseller is now the dark wash jeans. So which I just restocked today. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like those were like, those went so fast. And I, I actually stocked more in like the light wash color. Cause I'm like, oh, it's like a summertime, you know, like color, like light you want to wear out. Um, but no people are wearing the dark wash out in the summer. So I'm like, oh yeah, I have both of those as well. The light wash I got first. And I was like, so to be honest, I don't own another pair of light wash jeans. Like all of my jeans are super dark. And I think that has to do with me having like super thick thighs so that like the dark kind of makes them look smaller. And I've always been weary of light wash things. And I also have never really found Mm -hmm. light wash jeans that I like. They just like don't flatter me or they're too long or whatever. So when I got yours and I put them on, I was just like, freaking out I remember putting them on and I put them on in this room actually in my office and I like ran downstairs and I showed my boyfriend like look at these and like to him like it's like just another pair of jeans but he knows my struggles so he's like wow really good yeah and I'm like they're for pretty and petite I have to go try the other pair on so I go and I tried the other ones um which I don't think you have anymore I forget the name of them. They're the zip ones. Oh, the lace-up denim? Yeah. Yeah. Which are really fun. And I like that because I've always had such a hard time, like, with the waist gap and everything. Because, like, if they fit in the length, they won't fit my thigh and my waist. Like, it's just, I have weird proportions. So, it's very hard. Yeah. But with the the lace-up, I was like, those are perfect because they will definitely always fit my waist because I can cinch them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I got the light wash flare jeans and I was like, I'm obsessed with these. Now I want them in a darker wash. And I think I have the medium. Is that correct? 
Yeah. There's a medium wash. Yeah. So I originally had like the medium as like what's now the dark wash. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think I had like, when I added the other color, I was like, oh, this is actually more medium and the other one's more dark. So I like changed got it. it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So and then I got them in white and black, which black is actually the next like color to like do really well. Um, they're, I love them too. Like there's, they're perfect for like going out um, mm-hmm. because they're like kind of like the yogas, but um, the flare isn't as exaggerated and they're like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Every time I wear them, I'm like, Ooh, like my legs look good. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. The other thing I love is those feather bottom ones that you oh, have. Yes. I haven't tried them yet, but I was just like, those are freaking cute. Like yeah. they're just like, they're so cool and so unique. Yeah. And that's something that I really, like, I learned over time is like, I'm doing this because one, like I want people to have the options, but two, like trendy pieces. Right. So like, I want to make sure that the pe- like the pretty and petites can get something that they wouldn't be able to get somewhere else. Right. Because for the longest time we were the ones that were left out with like mm-hmm. being able to wear cute clothes. Right. We we're just like wearing the regular, like childish, frumpy looking clothes. So now it's like, oh, you got, you got a little bit of like spice in these jeans and all this. And it's like, oh, where did you get them? You know, oh, pretty and petite. It's something for us. That's like different now. And I love not for anyone else. Yeah. (laughs) So my massage therapist is she's tall. She's like five, eight, five, nine, but she loves what I post. And she's like, I'm always so jealous when I see your fashion stuff. Cause she's (laughs) like, I want it, but it won't fit me. Damn it. And I'm just like, ha you know what it feels like now. Like this is how I felt all my life when I saw the cute things and you guys, and I couldn't wear them. And now like the tables have turned. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Now we're on top. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's so fun. Um, what, what new items can we expect? Like what's next for you? So I'm definitely getting back into custom, like designing my own pieces. I'm searching right now for like the right manufacturer, I think it's, I'm leaning more now towards in the U S like someone that, you know, maybe I can like work with one-on-one directly just to like eliminate a lot of those struggles that I had like the first time around and make it like easier, you know, on myself. Um, but I'm also starting to work with other like individuals who can like design and like create the pieces and do more of like a collaboration. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, that's in the works, but it's probably going to be like next year. So, but I'll definitely be posting like once we have like more of, um, items to show, I'll definitely be like posting like some behind the scenes, hopefully very Mm -hmm. soon. So yeah. And then definitely just focusing, like I said, more on the petite bottom. So we'll definitely have more jeans, pants, joggers, and work slacks. Like I know a lot of people have said, they wanted um, like office wear, you know, that, that we're returning back into the office and everything. So I'm working on that and just trying to make it like fun, not, you know, not just like the regular black slap. Thing. Yeah. But also not childish at the same time, which is very difficult thing to nail, but I'm sure that you will. Cause you have so far. So thank you. Um, but yeah, and that's, that's it for now. Um, since we're doing our three year in August, I'm going to have like lots of new arrivals then. So I'm working on, yeah, getting my ducks in a row for that and hopefully like growing my team very soon. Um, I'm really, I want to make sure that it's 
you know, the right individuals and everything, but I'm also like, it's a fun environment for them and that I have like the capital to make sure they like feel appreciated and obviously want to work here and want to be able to do something. Um, but my first goal is for my mom to be able to work for me full time. So that's so amazing. I love that so much. That's so fun. I'm like so excited for you and just like watching you grow is, it's just been so cool. Are you hungry for some meals and treats in the perfect petite portions for your fitness goals? I got you covered, girl. Download my free fun size recipe library filled with over 36 recipes made for a petite by a petite. Just go to funsize.life slash recipes for free entry to my collection of healthy recipes. So what has been like, what personal improvements have you made since starting this business? Like unrelated to the business itself, but just like you as an individual. Definitely my confidence. So when I first started Pretty Petite, it was a blog and I would always make like styling videos about just like how to look taller, like, oh, like how to like elongate your, or elongate, elongate. I can't say right, your legs, <laughs> yeah, your legs, um, and like, just like make, you know, um, like what pieces like look good on short women, what's going to make you like you know, maybe stay away from these styles because it's going to make you look shorter and this and that. So over time, as I started to add more pieces to my brand, um, my posts like shifted. And obviously like, as I changed from a blog to a business, like it, like the posts and the conversations shifted a lot. Um, but it was really interesting because actually a year ago you had made a post in a podcast episode, reflecting on one of your conversations from your petite talks group about like why we feel the need to like make ourselves look taller. Like, why aren't we embracing our shortness? Like, why do we need to say, oh, wear this if you want to look taller, if you want to look past like five foot, right? Like do this. And that like really resonated with me because then I started to realize I was like, if my mission is to support and celebrate short women, I wasn't really doing that by telling them, oh, this is how you look taller. So when I heard that, I was, I was reflecting on myself in my journey and then I had acknowledged, yes, my post shifted because, you know, I was going from the blog to the business, but I think my post also shifted from like how to make yourself look taller because I had gained so much more confidence since it's really, um, it's really just been like connecting with other petite women that truly helped that. I think because once I started, like how we had talked about earlier, once you know, once you have social media and you are able to connect with other like short women everywhere, I realized just like how normal it is to be short. Like there's so many more perks now that I look at it than like struggles. And like, I've learned to be so grateful for my body and just like appreciate, you know, my short legs, my short torso. And I think that's something to celebrate. Like our shortness, like it needs to be something we highlight and we're proud of. And I want to make sure that like other women feel the same, especially young women, you know, um, because that's like the future. And I want to make sure like they understand that there are no rules to fashion. There's no like style this to do this style, this to look like this, no, wear whatever you feel comfortable in. And I'm hoping that I can provide more pieces that will allow women to do so. Yeah. I love that. That that whole petite talks about styling yourself to be taller was such a total like revolution for me. And it was like, 
game changer. Like, I don't even know. I was just so blown away and just like, we're going to make this shift now. And we're going to have several petites behind this going like, yeah, we're not going to say those words anymore. We're not going to, we're not going to phrase it like that. Cause there's other ways yeah. to phrase it. And I think that was like one of the things I was struggling with on that podcast is like, well, how how do we say the things that we want to say without saying the word tall, (laughs) you know? And it's just, it's so interesting how that all works. Yeah. No. And like you said, it's how do you like finding the right ways? Cause I think, um, I definitely still want to do like how to like, maybe like more so how to like styling tips, like how to like how to style one of our pieces and create different looks. I want to do more of that, but Mm -hmm. I think it's normal to like, obviously you want to enhance like your best features and you want to, you know, um, make sure that like, if, you know, if like, if you love your legs, if you love your butt, if you love your, you know, your waist, like if you want to enhance that, like you should be able to you, but there, I think, um, what I really got from those talks was like, just like we, there's no need to say we're going to be taller where we need to do that. Or to like fix a problem kind of thing. It's like, oh, well, you don't need to have a small waist, but if you wanted to make the appearance that you have a smaller waist and that, and that's where I get all caught up. I'm like, well, why is that important? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so confidence. Yes. But are we still comparing ourselves to mainstream or is this like an actual and that so there's that argument too of like men are more attracted to that hourglass figure and it's just like internal and instinctual instinct (laughs) I don't even know how to say that but you know what I mean like so there's like at least so many arguments around it and it's just such a complicated subject when you really think about it that it's just it's so it's such a game changer when you when you do think about it and you open it up and you just like you start to really analyze the words that you're using in your messaging. And I think that as business owners, especially using social media and Instagram and TikTok and like having a big following, it's really, it's on us. It's like our responsibility to change the phrasing. And to have those conversations, you know, like really, I like that like open dialogue of like, how do you, and I know you've like made so many posts, but like, how do you feel about being called this or like, you know, being, and I think it's so important to talk about it because it really like makes you reflect on like yourself, like your personal choices, just like that podcast made me like reflect, like, why am I doing that? You know, like I wasn't happy with my body, you know, like I clearly was still really insecure. And I think it's important to just like, make sure that, um, you know, we have those talks and we like evolve, you know, we're always going to be like evolving. We're always going to be changing and always going to be growing. And I really think that I'm happy with like how we can have those um, conversations in this community. Me too. Speaking of growing, is there any inspiring messages you would like to leave the listeners with today? Yes. Um, It was my quote very early on, which is clothes won't change the world. The petite women who wear them well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's such an empowering statement. I love it. it's honestly the best thing in these past three years has just been being able to like meet other like inspiring badass petite women just like yourself. Um and like so many other women like out there. Like I've made so many friends over this like hashtag short girl struggles, like hashtag short girl problems. And it's just so cool to like grow alongside 
so many women, especially like, you know, the women that have supported me since the beginning. Like I love seeing my Instagram feed of just like other petite women accomplishing so many other things from like businesses to graduating from like um, college to becoming teachers, doctors, like starting a family. Like it's so cool and inspiring. And um, I just want to make sure that like my my clothes are something that like makes you feel empowered and makes you feel celebrated and appreciated and makes you feel like the best version of yourself. So you can do whatever you want because there's no limitations when it comes to like Mm -hmm. being short. I love that. I think that trying to like make friends in the petite community, I think has been the easiest place to make friends and network and stuff. Like, I feel like anytime I reach out to like you or even a new petite brand that I just found, like it is an instant connection. Cause it's like, I understand your struggles and I get it. But I feel like if I were to reach out to anyone else, like in the fitness realm, who's like taller than me, I feel inferior. I feel like maybe they're going to look at me like I'm tiny and cute and just this like little thing on the side. And you know what I mean? So like, I feel like it's so easy to just connect with you and with other petite women and it's just it's so inviting and I love that about our community I know no it's honestly it's like it's a family you know and I know like it's so just cool to see I can't say it enough like how much everyone has grown like how much we've all helped each other and all the ideas like we've been bouncing back like you know I get so much inspiration like from you from other like like petite women just like doing things that aren't even related to, you know, fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's once you have that connection of, oh, you're short too. Like, it's like, yeah, like we're best friends now, yeah. you know, because like, you really like you shared that struggle. And it's not, like you said, it's not the same if I were to go to just like another brand that just caters to anyone because they don't know the struggle. So no, they it's don't. really cool to have this now. Where can the listeners find you and your shop and all of the fun TikToks and reels that you make? Yes. So it's actually really funny because um, it's another mistake that I made that I'm trying to fix now, which is when I first started Pretty and Petite, um, my IG handle. um, So Pretty and Petite is like the the name. But when I started it and I couldn't get the IG handle at Pretty and Petite because it was taken by like, I'm pretty sure it's an an active user. I've tried to DM her and everything, but I don't know (laughs) like what's going to happen there. But so I had to settle for Pretty and Petites. And then um, I created this like problem for myself because a lot of people actually think my name is Pretty and Petites, but it's actually Pretty and Petite. And then the same thing happened with the website where that domain was taken and you could buy it for like $10,000, but um, I'm not ready to make that investment yet into the domain. So that's a, that's a pretty hefty price tag. So I had to um, settle again for like www.prettyandpetites.com. And then I realized a lot of people were getting confused with every, with um, my name. So I like ended up changing my website to, which is now um, www.shopprettyandpetite.com. Although I'm scared that it's a little bit wordy. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in the future, but for now, like that's where we'll, will be and um hopefully so my instagram handle is at pretty and petites and then my tiktok handle is shop pretty and petite i've had the same problem where like just across the social media platforms alone it's been hard to get the same handle and i also we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording but 
um, I had been thinking about changing my handle to funsize.life because my website is funsize.life. And mm -hmm. since I'm doing more than just nutrition and fitness, like I want to kind of encompass everything. And it's been really difficult to get that name across all of the platforms. Like I have it on TikTok. I believe I have it on Pinterest, but not on Twitter, not on Instagram. And it's just really confusing. And it would be nice to have all those things be so seamless. But with the amount that you and I have already like established ourselves on Instagram, it would be kind of difficult to make that switch because it might confuse our followers and our audience. So it's, it's just like an unfortunate dilemma that we have. And my boyfriend likes to remind me that it's not a big deal. It's just a name. Cause like, I forget the brand that he used to give me an example of, but there's, there's brands out there whose their Instagram name does not match their website. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. okay. I'm so OCD. Oh, no. I know it's like little things. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, like, I know it's something small yeah. and I know it can be, not a big deal. And, you know, it, people will learn it over time, but I'm like, you know, when you, when you care so much about the business and the brand, it's so hard to yeah, like make those little tweaks sometimes. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like change it too much for someone, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm in that space with my logo right now too. Cause I'm like, I want it to like be printed on clothing, but the one I have right now is like not the most ideal for it. It's a little complicated. So I'm like, how do I dumb it down, but keep it interesting at the same time? Like, yeah. And then like not completely confuse my audience because I don't want them to think it's a new brand. Like I want them just to see that it's rebranded and it's just so complicated. I've, I've gone through like three different designers already and I haven't landed on anything good. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just keep it then because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally get that with like the back and forth and just, you know, yeah. and it's so much like decision too for, for you and I, cause it's our baby. So it's like, it has to be perfect. Yeah. Like people don't understand. Right. Yeah. And when you have like something like so clear in your head, but it's like, ah, it's so hard to get it down, you know, on like the paper and all that and having someone else do it. Yeah. It gets really complicated. So I totally get those struggles. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm just glad that you kept going because I can you. also relate to those struggles of being like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I've had several of those moments where I break down and I don't do anything for a week because yeah. I just, yeah. I just can't like mentally, physically, emotionally can't do it. Right. And I've had those conversations with my boyfriend and it's like, it always comes back to, well, if I don't do this, what else would I do? Right. And I can never find an answer. Yeah. Like nothing else. interests me enough yeah. to leave. And so yeah. it's like, okay, well, this is all I have. I have to keep going with it. Right. And then, you know, I have my waves where I love everything I'm doing and everything's going great. And then, you know, it's, it's the ways of life. So. Yeah. No, exactly. it's, it's never going to be linear and it's never just going to be like straight up growth. Like there's a, it's a roller coaster and um, I totally get, get it. Like I've been, you know, there are times where I'm like, so like drained, like physically, mentally, and just like emotionally. Cause it, it hurts, you know, when, yeah, when it's your baby and you're like growing and you're not seeing it or anything, but then it's like, I totally get it. Like, what else would I do? Like, this is my passion, you know, like this is, this is what really sets me on fire and just like makes me want to like do more and just like what gets me out of bed. Right. So I love it. Um, 
but it's it comes with a price it comes with a lot yeah. of growing pains but it's it's great that we just like have one another and I think one thing that I've really really learned is to make sure to just be consistent. Like even on the days that I don't feel like posting, I like have something like, you know, save like in my stories or something. Like I make sure to try to keep something there. Um, and just like drafts, like TikTok drafts. I have a bunch of those yeah. just for like the day, the weeks that I'm like, I'm not feeling myself, you know, I'm like, you ever oh. feel like the ones, like the drafts that you have that you're like, no, I'm not going to post it. It's not going to do good. No, I'm not going to post it. It's not going to do good. And then like you do because you don't have anything else scheduled or something. And then like that one goes viral or just like does really good. And you're like, really? <laughs> That's the one you guys like. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, happens to me all the time. Right. No, I totally get that. And I'm like, of course it's like the one that I like wasn't even prepared for. Like I just kind of look like that <laughs> out there and it's like going viral. Yeah. And there's like dirty clothes behind me or something. And I'm like, I hope no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh shoot, like it's already gotten like 10 views. Like I can't take this down now. Oh uh, no. It's, it's always like when you least expect it, you know? And that's why like, I really do love that analogy of like the bamboo tree. Cause it's like it, you do have to just be patient with it, consistent. And it, there will be light at the end of the tunnel if you really work for it. Um, but you also have to like give yourself a lot of credit for how far, you know, we've come. Cause it's not easy at all. Mm-hmm. I love that. Perfect way to end this podcast. But before you go, just for fun, if you could eliminate any short girl problem, what would it be? Um, this was so hard to think of. Cause I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like I've learned to just like love all these short girl problems. Like even, you know, when I can't reach for something, it's a good exercise, you know, like you're working oh, yeah. out, jumping for That's it. That's a perk. You're like being creative, getting things down, whatever. But I would say, um, the sun visor in the car. Oh my gosh. Like I can't get that down. Like what is going on? You know, like, it's not helpful for me. Um, I just have like the sunglasses on. And then sometimes that's not even helpful enough. when like the sun's directly at you. Um, and then I just <laughs> like look around and like, no one's affected by it, but just me so it's funny because I I mean I work from home and then the only time I go not the only time but most of the times the only thing that's like consistent for me is going to the gym in the morning but the gym is east so I'm driving directly into the sun (laughs) and I drive in the morning so it's like seven o'clock where it's like literally like right I'm like I can't do anything about this like why can't the gym be in the other direction even if it was it would still be that I would hit it on the way home so it's just oh that damn sun visor and it's like dangerous you know so I think that's um that's something good if another short woman wants to create that yeah very true speaking of dangerous in the car so I didn't know this but apparently for every inch you're under five, four, the risk of you being injured by the airbag, if it deploys goes up. Oh, great. Right. So I learned this because I was listening or I was reading something about a girl who's four, eight and she drives a truck and there was something wrong with the airbag. Like there was a defect or something. So they recalled the trucks in they new airbags in, and she learned, she's like, Oh wait, I'm four eight, and like the manual or whatever says that if you're under, or it said something about like if small children should not be riding in the front seat of this vehicle, 
<laughs> because of the airbags. And then she went and looked at like, okay, what is that height? Like what determines that? And it, and I think it was under five feet and she's like, I'm four, eight. So she had to call and be like, Hey, listen, like, can I get my airbags turned off? Because they're more likely to injure me than help me. And they were like, no, we can't do that. That's against uh, code, whatever, like insurance policies, like nobody is allowed to turn airbags off. So she went through this whole thing. She's like, well, like, I don't know what else you want me to do. Cause I'm four, eight. And like, I don't know, but I just don't know what to do in this situation. The guy on the phone ended up being like, let me speak to my manager. And he calls back and he says, yeah. So being that you're four, eight, you should really be riding in the back seat." And she's like, it's my fucking car. Like, how am I supposed to drive in the backseat? Right. <laughs> I was so blown away. I was like, that is crazy. So I, I started oh researching my it gosh. and it turns out it works both, both ways. So after a certain point, I think if you're like five, I don't know exactly the height, but I think it's like after five eleven, you start having the same problem. So like taller people will also not be able or not be as protected with an airbag deployed. And then it gets really complicated too. Cause I can't say not as effective because it's like for every inch you are shorter than five, one, it's like a 1% or a 2% increase or difference that you might be not protected by it. So it's just like, it's super complicated. So like me being five foot, it's like 96% chance that that airbag will protect me. So do I get upset about the 4% or do I just say, well, this is going to help me 96% of the time, you know? Right. I know like that's like so messy and I already like, I have a fear of driving. Like I hate driving already. Um, and that's another reason why I like decided to move to the city. Cause I'm like, I don't Perfect. You're good. But now I'm like, I'm a little bit more scared now. <laughs> like. So. Yeah. But I mean, and then you also have to think of like how many times do airbags deploy in someone's lifetime? Yeah. You know, the percentage of that, of that happening is low. So when you look at the numbers, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, but just yeah. a, just a fun fact throwing out there. If anyone <laughs> wants to comment on, on that fun fact, or if I'm yeah. wrong or whatever, but well, on a lighter note, um, don't forget to use gears code, which is fun size 15, um, and find your perfect fit. Yes. I'm so glad that you added that in because I totally, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, go shop her clothes in her store. She's got really cute stuff, but really sexy stuff at the same time. You will definitely find something there that fit you. Cause she has such a wide variety of stuff now. Like I said, I have the yoga flare pants. I actually have two pairs. I have a medium and a small because I ordered them when I was a little bit heavier. I lost some weight and I was like, these are a little like loose in the waistband. I need another pair to fit me. Cause I'd like, I love them so much yeah. that I didn't want them to just sit in my closet. So I'm like, now nah, I have two pairs. So like, if I end up yeah. bulking, like I still got a pair. Yes. I have that. I have the yoga flares and two different washes. And then I have the lace-up jeans that you don't have anymore, I believe. Yeah. I've had a lot of requests for those. So I might see if I can still get those, but okay. I've got some, you know, I can get something similar now that once I start manufacturing. 
Yeah. And I'm excited to see what new arrivals you have for your three-year anniversary. And that'll be so fun. Thank you. I'm so happy. Like we did this again and um, I definitely see the glow up on both of us. So definitely for sure. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day today. Oh no, thank you. And thank you for having me. And seriously, thank you for your support. Like you really have just been like a huge help to like my business. Of course. Like the petite community in general. So likewise, it's, I mean, it goes back and forth. Love it.